We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am joined by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find myself on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trigg. You can find DJ on Twitter at CoachDrew33. Guys, uh, the Mavs, they finally, after two really disappointing games, uh, they blew a 27-point lead against the Lakers last weekend, and then earlier this week on Tuesday, they barely lost to the Pacers. And it shouldn't have even been a barely uh, because, you know, they – I don't know. They, they they had six chances to tie or take the lead in the final minutes, uh, and they just couldn't get it done, and they lost 122 or 124 to 122. But uh, they finally got off of their losing skid. They put those two disappointing losses behind them, and they played the Philadelphia 76ers on uh, Thursday night, and they ended up getting a big 133-126 win uh and given you know the Sixers they were on the second night of a back-to-back but it didn't feel like it because uh, of the way they shot the the Sixers shot nearly 60 percent from the field uh 40 over 44 percent from three uh they had uh 35 points from Embiid 29 from Tyrese Maxey and 27 from James Harden so uh, they didn't look like a team that was playing on the second night of a back-to-back and had just flown in from Miami, you know, uh, <laughs> earlier in the day. So they put up a good fight, but uh, the Mavs, they they flexed their offensive muscles and they showed uh, why the, the tandem of Luka and Kyrie is so scary for the rest of the league because, uh, you know, I know they still have – the Mavs still have to clean up some stuff defensively, but, man – when uh when Luca and Kyrie Irving are combining for eighty two points, that's uh that's 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 hard to mess with. <laughs> Luca finished with forty two points. Uh, he had twelve assists, four rebounds, shot thirteen of twenty two from the field. Irving forty points and six assists, four rebounds, three steals. So he was active uh, on defense last night too. Uh, he shot 15 of 22 from the field, so very efficient. Uh, Kyrie was six of eight from three. Luca was seven of 13 from three. 
I mean, overall, to go, let's see, what is that, 28 out of 44 field goal attempts by that tandem, that's that's crazy good efficiency from them. So, uh, amazing night. According to Mavs PR, it was the first time in Mavs history that uh, two teammates both scored 40-plus, uh, which tells you – well, I wasn't going to say which tells you a lot about the, the roster construction stuff over the years. But uh, <laughs> that's not really fair because there's not many. There's only been like five – uh, tandems in the last 30 years who have done that. So, uh, so I'll, I'll save some uh, some criticism there this morning. But, DJ, I want to get your thoughts. We'll kind of roll through it, and then we'll talk about some of the role players and, uh, you know, where the Mavs are now in the standings and some of the other NBA games coming up tonight that could positively impact them in the standings. But just from that game itself and especially the – you know, the performance we saw from Kyrie and Luca. Uh, how you feeling after that one? I mean, obviously we can't expect something like this to happen every single game, but wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely special. And you know, you know, not to say that this could happen every game, but this just it, it shows you what this team is truly capable of. It shows you what Luca and Kyrie are capable of you know, together. Um, and it's got to be scary for the rest of the league because if those two start clicking on a regular basis, they're going to be hard to stop. Now, it's like you said earlier, the defensive issues, I mean, that kind of concerns me. But uh, scoring is not a problem. We can do that very well now. So, um, yeah, I'm very encouraged by what I saw. I mean, I, I didn't expect them to both go out there and score four. I knew they were capable. They they uh they recreated that uh that graphic. I, I did my amazing photoshopping skills uh, on Twitter. Not really, I scribbled it, but yeah. it was that one from Kyrie and LeBron in the playoffs where they both scored forty one, and I think it was like Game Five of the Finals against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that's that's basically what happened last night except it was a lot better efficiency overall uh and i mean look we said it before uh i I know we've mentioned it at least once or twice before even before the trade even happened but you know we were i remember when we were talking about the the idea of kyrie irving potentially being a maverick and like how it could work it's like well you know it's easy to envision how it could work uh you know as long as all the off courts off-court stuff stays where it needs to be because Luca's game has been compared to LeBron so much. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he doesn't have the athleticism that LeBron has, but that doesn't mean he's not athletic. But just the way he plays the game is very similar to LeBron. So, and we have a, you know, a proven formula of that working. They only yeah. won one title, but I mean, shoot, they <laughs> they ran into the Dynasty Warriors every single year. They went to the finals, and that they beat the the one that went seventy three and nine that season mm-hmm. is you know that's that's pretty impressive. That's uh, well you know we'll take it if 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 the Mavs end up getting to the finals multiple years in a row, we'll take it. Absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely. So uh, with the win, uh, the Mavs finally. I mean, this team desperately needed some good vibes. It was just It was just in the toilet. 
like I mentioned at the very beginning of this, you know, they, they had the 27-point lead against the Lakers uh, last weekend and somehow blew it. I mean, it, it was just inexplicable. I have no idea how that happened. But, uh, you know, LeBron, he hurt his foot. And instead of going out of the game, he decided to fight through and beat the Mavs, you know, really put it on us. And then that kind of backfired because now he's out for at least the next three weeks. And I think he's out for the season. I mean, they can sugarcoat it all they want. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's done. I think the Lakers are cooked. Uh, And it's a shame that they had to be cooked just because they wanted to push so hard to beat the Mavs. (laughs) You know, there's some – I think that LeBron has uh, has something against the Mavericks, especially after, uh, um, oh, man. you know, <laughs> yeah. there's some history there. <laughs> after getting bodied by J.J. Barea? In the yeah, fight. yeah, that, that. That's <laughs> number one. And number two, you know, he was crying about not signing Kyrie uh, or them making the trade for Kyrie. So, you know, there's just a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, but you're right. I think he's done for the year. Um, and I know this isn't a Lakers uh, podcast, but I do think that he's done for the year because uh, there's really just no reason for him to come back. And just to be clear, they might have been done for the year even if he didn't get hurt because, I mean, I, I know they have been better since they uh, traded Russell Westbrook and, you know, they brought in some good pieces, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's good. Uh, he is very good. He's good. <laughs> He he put up a 15.17 rebound game and played excellent. D. I think he held Luca to like two of seven or two of eight or something like that as the, his primary defender in that game. So I mean, yeah, he's he's good. He's got it. Look, I don't think I don't think Kyrie's going to the Lakers. I think there's too many reasons for him to stay in Dallas. I mean, the biggest of all is money. I mean, the Mavs can pay him. He could make more than fifty million dollars extra. Actually, wait, is sixty? What's the technical number? Sixty-three million is the number. He can make sixty-three million more uh, just by you know re-signing with the Mavs if the Mavs offered, of course. But I yeah. think they will. Um, but even if they didn't, the only way he's going to get the contract he wants with the Lakers is if it's a sign and trade. And if that happens, Jared Vanderbilt better be part of that package. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't think it does though. I no, really no, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm just saying, if so, I would like him to be a part of that package. But yeah, Luca and Kyrie, uh, you know, I think they'll stay together. And then, look, th- this free agency class this summer, it's not like star star power or, or star heavy, I guess you'd call it. But there's some good uh, there's some good role players that you could plug in around Luca and. Uh, Luca and Kyrie, because I mean, I saw. Let's see, I saw that you know Jay Crowder. He's going to be a free agent. Um, there's a few others on there that I I don't have the list pulled up in front of me, but there's some good three and D guys that you could you could plug in and enhance this roster because the offense is high octane and pretty much unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you you add in some. Three and D guys this off season, and then you're you're really cooking. So some three we'll and D see. and uh, a rim protector would be optimal. Yes, yes, and I, you know, I'm I was looking at this the other day, DJ, because I mean, 
I know that the traditional center is is like you know it's not a popular thing anymore, but I still feel like, especially with Luca's uh, game and how he likes to play, I feel like a guy like Tyson Chandler back in the gate back in the day is kind of the mold uh, that you want in a center for him. And I was looking around the league, and I'm I'm saying like, man, who who kind of fits that mold? Who could be? Uh, the next Tyson Chandler, a guy that gets a ton of rebounds, can block shots, sets amazing screens, you know, just kind of does all the dirty work. And he doesn't have to score, but he can. You know, he can be set up on lobs, uh, doesn't necessarily have to be a three-point shooter. I mean, we've seen that because Dwight Powell, as offensively limited as, as he is, you know, even he has been effective as a starter with Luka. So, uh, but I was, I was looking around the league, and, I mean, there's really – and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but there's really only three people I can think of. One is Rudy Gobert with the uh, with the Timberwolves. That's gonna that would be hard to do to match because I mean his money, his contract yeah, is insane. Uh, and I, I just don't know, I don't know how that would happen unless Minnesota is just willing to take uh, you know Tim Hardaway Jr. Bertans and something else's filler. So I, I'm not sure that's gonna happen. Uh, especially given the price that Minnesota paid for Gobert. Uh, the other two I was thinking of is uh, uh, Zubak with the Clippers. I think he would be a very, you know, useful center and the type, uh, dirty work guy that would work well next to Luka. The Clippers are pretty bad right now. I mean, it, they might be on the verge of blowing things up if this season continues to spiral for them. They've lost four in a row. Uh, the Mavs passed them in the standings last night. They're back in six. They had fell into the play-in range for a couple of days, but now they're back in six. Uh, and look, the Clippers—they—they they made all these moves at the at the trade deadline. They—they they added Bonds Highland uh, from the Nuggets. They—they they signed Russell Westbrook after he was bought out, which has turned out exactly how you'd expect it to. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. I don't know, man. I that's another guy I'm looking at, but the most what's the word? I think the most rational idea would be to trade for Clint Capella uh with the, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> I like him. Cuz yeah, he yeah. you know, I think he's making around 18 to 20 million, so it's not it's like basically half of what Gobert is, but he puts up very similar numbers and he's still not even 30 yet which is yeah. weird because he looks like he's, like, you know, 35. Uh, but, <laughs> but Capella, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm going to be keeping my eyes on for the for the offseason because I think that's the type of center uh, that would work really well with Luka. But anyway, got off on a uh, – went down the rabbit hole of center stuff there. But um, uh, the Mavs, they get the big win. Luka, Kyrie, they, they make history. They're only uh, – Hold on just a second. I want to. I don't want to misquote this. So let me let me pull it up real quick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so in the past 30 years, uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving became only the fifth pair of teammates to record 40-plus points in a non-overtime game. Uh, the other ones had – the last one that happened was in uh, March of 2021 when uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards did it for the Timberwolves. Uh, then in 2019, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did it. In 2017, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns did it. So, man, Timberwolves. <laughs> they got two of these on here. And then way, and then the 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 other one is way back in '96 when Jordan and Pippen did it. So, uh, really rare stuff what we saw on Thursday night. Um, okay, so DJ, now uh, our favorite matchup is coming up next on Sunday. It's the the rivalry renewed, the Mavs and Suns. Mavs got Kyrie, Suns got Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, the rivalry was already heated and, you know, it, it it had a lot of juice to it based on how that playoff series went last year. Well, now there's an added layer to it. And given, you know, it's Kyrie and, and KD, they're, they're still friendly. They, you know, Kyrie even said last night that he views it as friendly competition and, you know, KD's his brother and all that stuff. But, you know, it still adds an interesting layer to it. And I'm really – excited to see uh you know how these two teams match up against each other now uh because the suns added kd but they they gutted their depth pretty good too so yeah um the the mavs they're top heavy they don't really have a ton of depth but uh they've played well very well against the suns this year before the trades happened and this is the first time since the trade so very excited to see how that plays out it's a Sunday game on ABC at noon at American Airlines Center. It's going to have a Western Conference Finals feel to it, uh, you know, even though both are in the middle of the West standings right now. So I'm super excited. What, what are you looking forward to the most in that one? Well, I mean, obviously the uh, the Kyrie-KD matchup is, uh, is definitely uh, the first thing on a lot of people's minds. Hey, you know, how is that going to pan out? But really, I just look to see how the two teams stack up against each other. You know, um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how we uh, we deal with DeAndre Ayton down low, um, how we're able to limit him. Um, Book's going to get his straight up. There's no way to stop it. Book's going to get his. KD's going to get his. Can we limit CP3? Can we limit DeAndre Ayton? Can we keep them off the glass? Will our defense wake up? Will we take a few steps forward defensively? Um, these are the things that I'm really looking at uh, because the stars are going to shine. What else can we do to uh, give us a better chance to win? 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not worried about the starters either. You know, the the starters last night. Uh, and I mean, look, Dwight Powell. He is what he is. He's very limited, but you know, he was a plus 26 despite only having four points and four rebounds in 22 minutes as a starter against the Sixers. So, I mean, he's effective. I mean, as as much as we uh, moan and groan about some of this stuff sometimes, Dwight Powell, he plays hard. Uh, he's an underrated defender despite not having, you know, good length for a typical center. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's effective, but when you're playing against, you know, guys like uh, Joel Embiid or uh, Anthony Davis and upcoming uh, DeAndre Ayton, it's – you know, it, it's a little bit tougher for him. So, uh, but look, I'm worried about the bench. I'm not worried about the starters because the starters are probably going to stay the same as they were last night. Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell. All of those guys were at least a plus 15. Kyrie was a plus 15. Uh, Josh Green plus 18. Luca plus 20. Powell plus 26. And Bullock plus 17. It's the bench that was the issue, and yeah. especially Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. Both were negative 21 uh, for the game, which is crazy because Christian Wood only played 14 minutes, but he was a negative 21. I mean, just uh, – I don't know, man. I, I like Christian Wood's talent. I like his, you know, potential if he was able to put it all together. He's got the physical tools, but I don't know, man. He just – he doesn't – put forth the same amount of effort defensively unless he's starting. And I I hate that. I wish it was it wasn't that way. I wish that he would, you know, give the same effort whether he's starting or coming off the bench. But uh, you know, at some point I wonder if Jason Kidd just decides, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug him back in as a starter because I know he's gonna give a better effort that way. But we know how Jason Kidd is too. You know, it's the principle of the of the matter. It's probably not going to happen that way, is it? Well, I mean, as a coach, you, you don't reward bad effort. You know? <laughs> don't like as a coach, and this this is the way it is all the way down the line to coaching grade school. If you want to crack the starting lineup, show me you belong. You know, and you do that by giving effort in practice. And I don't know what's going on in practice. None of us do. Uh, but we do know what's going on in games. We do know what he's doing off the bench. And it's like you said, there's a lackluster effort involved, and you're not going to win starter minutes doing that. You're just not. You don't get to pout your way to the floor. So, you know, I, I think that, that that kid sticks to his guns. I would. I mean, I would. Yeah. But. I mean, I can't blame him at this point. I've I have advocated for Wood all season when he finally got inserted into the starting lineup and he had that stretch where he was just amazing. And I think the Mavs rattled off like seven straight wins in a row. Uh, you know, he was playing amazing basketball. Now given it was against, you know, not that great opponents, but uh, he's playing really well. And, yeah. you know, I gave him his props. It was exactly how I envisioned it going. But, you know, when he, uh, when he came back from his thumb injury, uh, he he got put back on the bench, and it just seems like he's been, you know, pouting about it. And yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's you know, I can't I can't say he's one hundred percent doing it, but just as a spectator, me watching, you know, how he looks on the bench, and you know how he's acting when something goes against him 
while he's on the court. That's the way it comes off to me as a spectator. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of I kind of get it. I get it. Dwight Powell, it, Christian Wood is a better overall basketball player than Dwight Powell if the effort matches Dwight Powell's effort. But when he's not, and you know the defense can be so bad that it's situations like last night where you're negative 21 in 14 minutes. So, it is what it is. Um, well, so, well, yeah, the Mavs. They play the Suns next, and then, you know, they'll finish up this six-game homestand against the Utah Jazz um, next week, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, so just a quick look at the standings after after what the Mavs did against the Sixers. Sixers are very good. They are 40-22. Uh, They're third in the East. Uh, they have a lot of really good pieces. Uh, they'd probably be, you know – closer to Boston and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference standings if, uh, you know, James Harden hadn't missed so much time earlier this season. Uh, and Tyrese Maxey missed time too. So they're, they're very good, very deep. Uh, and that was a big win for the Mavs against the Eastern Conference uh, contender last night. So the Mavs, like I said, they're six in the West. They're only a half game behind the Golden State Warriors uh, who are in fifth. They've been surging lately. They've won four in a row despite not having Steph Curry, and Steph is scheduled to come back against the Lakers on today, I think, Friday. Uh, So (laughs) when it rains, it pours for the Lakers, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, so they're only a game and a half behind the Phoenix Suns, which makes that game Sunday even more important. You know, only, only a game and a half of separation there. Uh, and then, you know, they're only a half game up on the Clippers, one game up on the uh, eighth-seeded Timberwolves, and then a game and a half up on the Utah Jazz and New Orleans Pelicans uh, for ninth and tenth. So it's still tight, man. It's it's going to yeah. be tight down the stretch. Uh, the West has been insane this year. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out because – it's just a bloodbath. I'm looking at the games scheduled for Friday, DJ, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, man, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting night, even though the Mavs don't even play because the Suns play the Chicago Bulls, and I mean the Suns are are favored by five and a half points uh, by Vegas. But you know when you have Zach Levine and Demar Derozan, and you know they just added Patrick Beverly. I think they've won uh, every game since they added him. Uh, or every well, or maybe they went three and one. I don't know, but anyway, um, I think the Suns win that one. But you never know with that team. Uh, yeah. And then you look at let's see, the Jazz play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Jazz are one of those teams that are close to the Mavs in the loss column. I could very well see the Thunder beating them. Uh, you've got the the Pelicans and the Warriors. Uh, so either way, either way that game goes, the Mavs are going to be helped out. Uh, if the Pelicans beat the Warriors, then the Mavs will move into fifth, I believe, in the West. And then late tonight, you've got two games that could affect the Mavs, the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Um, oh, well, I guess that's not the when, – when did the – when does uh, the Lakers play? When did the Lakers play the Warriors? Hold on just a second. Sunday. Sunday, Lakers play the Warriors. It's the game after 
Suns Mavs on ABC. Okay, so Steph Curry's not coming back Friday night. Sorry about that. He, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to scare Pelicans fans, but uh, yeah, he's coming back Tuesday against the Lakers. So, uh, but yeah, that's a game that could either way it's going to help the Mavs because both of those teams are close to the Mavs in the loss column, and then the Clippers and the Kings. Um, I think at this point the Mavs probably aren't catching the Kings. They've been very good, uh, even though they have a tough schedule down the down the pipe here. Uh, so I'm rooting for the Kings there to beat the Clippers and uh, keep them well below the Mavs in that loss column. So, DJ, any closing thoughts before we take off here? We we tried to cram a lot into a small amount of time there, but I think we pretty much covered it all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. The the bit about Christian Wood is super interesting. You know, the the uh, the push and pull of uh, of figuring out doing what's best for the team, but you know you can't reward poor effort and playing hard is a skill these days. So, you know, I think that Jason Kidd needs to stick to his guns on that. Um, and you know, I don't want to give up on Christian Wood, but maybe we can seek something for him down the line. Although his his contract's expiring, isn't it? Well, that's, right. that's the thing, man. He's, you know, he, he's on an expiring deal. He is incentivized to give his best effort on both ends, ends of the court, no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, because he is going to be looking for a new deal this offseason. So, you know, it's like, why not? I mean, you don't have to you don't have to be a starter to get a big payday this summer. Uh, you know, and I feel like that's kind of, that might be the mindset. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's just Christian Wood. I don't know if that's influence from his agent or agency that, you know, I'll reserve thoughts on, on that until after we see what happens this off season. But, uh, you know, whatever the deal is, he needs to, uh, he needs to get it together because I believe in him. He's, he's proven what he can do when, when the effort is a hundred percent, and look, I know Jason Kidd. He has made some frustrating decisions this year. Uh, the the two games before the Sixers game, he he benched Josh Green for Justin Holiday, who has only been on the team for four games now. And he he went back and put Josh Green in the starting lineup against the Sixers, and it worked. So stuff like that. I know with Jason Kidd has annoyed us this year. I know we've called for Christian Wood to start uh, throughout the year, but I mean. Again, just from a spectator's position, I can kind of I can kind of see why uh, you know Wood hasn't gotten back into that starting lineup, mm-hmm. and he can control that. Uh, I think he can control. I you know I think he's kind of I think Kid has a perception of Seawood now that you know we're over sixty games into the season, and it's kind of it is what it is. But you know, there's there's still time. I mean, there's there's like a fourth of the season left. There's still time for him to do something, and especially, you know, before the postseason. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, well, guys, look, I appreciate y'all coming in and listening to us. As always, uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trig. You can find my guy DJ at Coach Drew thirty three. Uh, go give us a, a like, rate, and subscribe on. Let's see, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you automatically get entered for a chance to win uh, any giveaways we do uh, in the future. We did a, a Luca um, 
jersey giveaway over All-Star Weekend, and every now and then we'll do uh, ticket giveaways and other stuff like that, and T-shirt giveaways. We have a really cool uh, Kyrie design, a couple of Kyrie designs coming up here in the next uh, week or so. So, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take Saturday completely off. I'm not going to do my my normal morning thing, but uh, I'll be back on here sometime Sunday to to recap uh, Mav Sun. So. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.